After what felt like weeks of no real news in recruiting, Northwestern just picked up a commit. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Northwestern, your daily podcast on the Northwestern Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in. This is Locked On Northwestern, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Carter Bird, and thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen today. Uh, we really appreciate it. We're available wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. We're also on YouTube. Just search Locked On Northwestern and you can find us uh, wherever you're listening. Make sure you're subscribed and turn on notifications. You don't want to miss an episode because we're still pumping out basically a video every weekday right now. Uh, and, yeah, we're going to continue to do so all the way through through basketball season. Uh, and yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun as we cover this team that is uh, starting to get into the meat of their schedule here pretty soon. Uh, but, uh, yeah, let's let's also give a shout-out to the fact that this show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, let's jump right into it. Northwestern, finally, you get a little bit of news uh, in recruiting because yesterday, yesterday evening, Caleb Komalafe. Uh, committed on on December 8th, obviously, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, He was offered by Northwestern back on November uh, 14th of this year uh, out of Katy, Texas, went to Tompkins High School in Katy, Texas. Uh, Six-foot, 109-pound high school player, uh, was previously committed to Memphis as a safety from June 28th, 2022, to October 29th, 2022, um, then he decommitted. Shortly thereafter, Northwestern obviously made their offer. He's ranked as a safety, uh, a three-star, according to the 247 composite, the number 1,480 player in the composite, number 130 safety, and the number 239 player in Texas. However, he is committed to Northwestern as a running back. He's a track guy from high school. He ran an 11.5 500-meter dash this past spring, the spring before that, an 11.39. Uh, and in 2021, he was actually a Texas 196A first-team all-district team member. Uh, and let's talk about some of these stats from his high school career. In 2020, he posted numbers of, uh, from what I've been able to gather, 56 tackles, one tackle for a loss, two, se- two interceptions, uh, a fumble recovery, and a pick six, uh, 2021, 86 tackles, three tackles for a loss, one sack, and one interception. That's that season that he was all district first team. So he's a standout at the safety position uh, that year. And then this year, 64 tackles, three tackles for loss, uh, and then 93 rushes for 895 yards and 15 touchdowns that brings him to a career total of 206 tackles seven tackles for loss one sack three interceptions one fumble recovery one interception return for a touchdown or pick six 
and then 93 rushes for 895 yards and 15 touchdowns. But he emerged here, I guess, over the past uh, season as a running back target, especially for Northwestern. When you look at his page, he look, he has offers from a bunch of different schools, uh, including Northwestern, obviously, uh, Memphis. He has offers from uh, the academy schools, Navy, Air Force, and Army. Um, he had an offer from Washington State, Utah State, Tulsa, Sam Houston, Rice, uh, Marshall, um, Southern, and Grambling State. Uh, and then he had the the offers from Oregon State, Tulane, and of course Northwestern to round out the list. So he he ended up at Northwestern, or he ended up committing to Northwestern over a few Power Five schools there. But what does this mean? You know, I think that this is a reaction to the fact that uh, Evan Hall has stated publicly that he is done with college football. He will not be on the Northwestern roster next season. He was asked in his post-game press conference after the Illinois game, uh, would he does, did that mean he was going to enter the transfer portal and then end up somewhere else? He said no. He said he was declaring for the NFL draft he was going pro because he has reached that point in his career, and you have to respect it. Uh, and so because of that, I think you needed another back because Andrew Clare – you have to think that he's gone. I mean, I would assume there's no way that he could possibly come back considering he's already played six years of college football. Um, so that leaves a group of Cam Porter, Andrew Tyus, uh, Hyman as well, the freshman who got in some games there down the stretch. Uh, those are the ones that are kind of going to lead this group next year. I thought Hyman showed enough that he might emerge as, as the guy with Cam Porter to lead this group of the top two um, but you need you need a back, and you need some sort of depth. And and this move right here to to go grab another back in this class, I think this addresses that need. And this is somebody who can be a depth piece, can uh, develop. He doesn't have to be necessarily ready to roll game one next year. He could be a guy that comes along uh, and can be a guy down the road. He can be some somebody that Northwestern turns to, um, whether it be later in 2023 or in the years to follow. I think this is a great ad for Northwestern. Uh, I think that it, it it jumped them up one spot in the re- recruiting rankings from 28 to 27. He is uh, technically, I believe, the lowest rated recruit on of the class. Um, according to the 247 composite. But again, it was a position of need for this Northwestern team to add another piece, to add depth to that running back room. Uh, I think it's a big plus for them, somebody that they could go get to address a need right now. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see what other pieces do they do they look at a more experienced option as well in the transfer portal. I don't have the answer for that. I don't really know be something to keep an eye on for sure but that was the key news of yesterday here in a second we're gonna kind of we're gonna do our first friday picks for big 10 basketball of the year and uh we only have lines for the saturday games uh from our friends at bet online but we will we will cover those in just a second and make some picks on those games 
But first, let's talk about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at Bet Online. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Also, thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. For the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Let's jump right into this segment. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to – the Big Ten games of the weekend, I think pretty much everybody I think is in action. Um, but we're going to start with these Saturday games, all these lines brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. First up, Penn State at number 17, Illinois. Penn State's number 47 in the Kempom. They're 6-3 and three this year. Illinois is number 12 in the Ken Palm 7-2 and two this year. Illinois, thanks a very solid team. They're a program that's done extremely well over the past few years. Penn State's been a program that I think has shown a lot here in the last uh, couple of years as well. They're not quite as high at this point in the Ken Palm. Uh, but the line is Illinois minus 10, and the over-under is 139 in this game. Illinois' 10-point favorite feels extremely high for a conference game like this between two capable teams, I think. And so for that reason, I'm going to take Penn State plus 10 and over 139 in this one. Next up, number four, Purdue at Nebraska. Purdue is all the way up. They're undefeated, actually, 9-0, but they're all the way up at number five in the Ken Palm. Uh, Nebraska is one of the lower-ranked uh, Big Ten teams at number 81. They're 6-4 and four on the year. Uh, the line is Purdue minus nine and an over under of 140. Uh, I think this Purdue team's really, really good. I think that they're elite. I think that they're uh, one of the best two teams in the Big Ten at this point in the year. For that reason, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Purdue minus nine. I'm going to take over 140 in that game. Next up, Brown at Michigan State. Brown's sitting at six and four on the year and number 218 in the Ken Palm. Michigan State has had one of the most fascinatingly tough schedules this year. Uh, they've been a fun team to, to watch. They've already played the likes of Gonzaga, Alabama, Kentucky, Villanova, Oregon, Notre Dame. Uh, I think I'm missing some teams in there. Northwestern, obviously, Penn State. Uh, it's been a little bit of a mixed bag in those games. They've got close losses to like Gonzaga, but they've got the big win against um, uh, against Kentucky. They've taken some 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 lumps as well. Uh, they are sitting at 37 in the Kim Palm with that six and four record. The line is Michigan State minus 17 and a half in this one, an over under of 133 and a half. I'm going to take Michigan State minus 17 and a half and the over in that one. Next up, 
Number probably best game in the Big Ten, one of the best games in the country tomorrow. Number 10, Arizona versus number 14, Indiana in Las Vegas. Arizona seven and one. Indiana is eight and one. Arizona comes in at number 18 in the Kimpom. And you have Indiana coming in at number 10 in the Kimpom. Look, this one's gonna be a lot of fun. When I was looking at it before the lines came out uh this evening. I was leaning Arizona, but then I because I thought they'd be the underdog, to be honest with you. And uh, it turns out Indiana is the underdog. And for that reason, I'm going to take – I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a full 40-minute game. Uh, may come down to the wire, but I'm going to take Indiana plus one and a half and under 156 and a half in that one. That'll be a fun game. And then, of course, we move to Sunday, which this is where our lines – start to disappear, and we just have to pick, uh, I guess, based on the games themselves. To start off Sunday, number 13, Maryland, versus number 7, Tennessee in Brooklyn. At the Barclays Center, Maryland is 8-1, and one. number 19 in the Ken Palm. Tennessee is 8-1, and one, number 3 in the Ken Palm. I think this Tennessee team is extremely athletic. Uh, they've got a freshman, Julian Phillips, who's going to be a problem. This Maryland team, while being very, very, very good, I think this Tennessee team might be just a little too. They've got a lot of experience. They've got a, uh, they've got Viscovi. Uh, they've got. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on Zakai Ziegler, the 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 guards who are so very good. Um, I'm going to take Tennessee to win that one, but it's going to be a fun game, no doubt. Next up, Wisconsin at Iowa. Both teams sitting at seven and two. Iowa is number twenty in the Kimpom. Wisconsin is number forty two. This is a total gut call for me. I'm going to take Wisconsin to pull the upset uh, at Iowa in this one just because, um, I don't know, I feel like the, the Big Ten play, you've seen a lot of of kind of things that you may not expect already have already taken place, like Northwestern beating Michigan State. Uh, and then Michigan State was like a six-point dog at Penn State and got a big win. Uh, next up, Seton Hall at Rutgers. Seton Hall is five and four this year. Uh, they're number sixty-four in the Ken Palm. Rutgers is six and three on the year. Number twenty-seven in the Ken Palm. I think I was looking at this earlier. Rutgers is one of the sixth best teams at uh, in Ken Palm's defensive rating. They're like one hundred twelfth in offense, but I think that's enough to get it done. I think Rutgers gets a big win against Seton Hall. Big for the Big Ten uh, in these kind of out of conference matchups. And then we move to the final game on Sunday, number 23, Mississippi State at Minnesota. Mississippi State is 8-0 on the year, number 26 in the Kimpom. Minnesota is 4-5, uh, 158 in the Kimpom. I think that is the lowest of any Big Ten team, I do believe. Uh, as much as I would like to pick the Big Ten home team to win this game, I think I'm going to pick Mississippi State to, to go on the road and get that big win in that one. That's going to do it for our Big Ten basketball picks in just a second. We also have the Heisman Trophy tomorrow, and then we have a great rivalry game between Army and Navy, as we see this weekend. Every year, we're going to talk about both of those here in a second to round out today's show. But first, uh, thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. 
available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's jump into this. Heisman Trophy. Uh, it's going to be a little bit quicker of a segment, I do believe. So you've got your four finalists, Caleb Williams, Stetson Bennett, C.J. Stroud, and Max Duggan. Caleb Williams is the presumed favorite uh, with Max Duggan, I think, second. But Caleb Williams this year is 296 of 448 passing for a 66.1% completion percentage, 4,075 passing yards, 37 touchdowns, four interceptions, 109 rushes for 372 yards and 10 rushing touchdowns. Max Duggan, uh, he is 239 for 368, a 64.9% uh, completion percentage, 3,321 yards passing, 30 touchdowns, four interceptions, 112 rushes, 404 yards, six touchdowns. Stetson Bennett is 269 of 396 for a 67.9% completion percentage, 3,425 yards, 20 touchdowns, six interceptions, 47 rushes, 184 yards, seven touchdowns. And then finally, C.J. Stroud, 235 of 355, 66.2% completion percentage, 3,340 yards passing, 37 passing touchdowns, six interceptions, 35 rushes for 74 Yards. When you look at the odds, Caleb Williams is a runaway favorite for tomorrow night. Minus five thousand is the are the odds for Caleb Williams. Max Duggan is second has the second best odds at plus fourteen hundred. Uh, then, interestingly enough, Stetson Bennett is third with plus twenty eight hundred, and C.J. Stroud is last with plus forty five hundred. I think it's a crime that Stetson Bennett has better odds to win the Heisman than C.J. Stroud does. I think that's wrong. I think that's incorrect. I don't think Stetson Bennett should be a finalist. I think that that uh, I think Hendon Hooker was more deserving of being there. I think Drake May was more de- de- deserving of being there. I think Blake Corum was more deserving of being in New York. Um, it's like a lifetime achievement, little honor to, to let Stetson go to New York. I just think it's a little bit bogus. Uh, and then when you look at CJ Stroud, I think he had the thing wrapped up until the Northwestern game when he really struggled to get anything going in the wind and the rain had a tough game as Ohio state really survived that one. And then I think the Michigan loss was the final nail in the coffin that torpedoed his Heisman campaign. I think uh, Caleb Williams is going to win this, especially when you look at the odds. I think it's wrong. I think Max Duggan, with the performance and the guts that he showed last Saturday, I thought that was the best Heisman moment that we've seen this year. I know they lost. When I was watching it live, I said, this is the first Heisman moment in a loss that I've ever seen. He was battle. He was beaten up, uh, bruised, bleeding, just kind of – just gutted out a performance to keep his team alive, keep him in the game, force overtime, and had they QB uh, had they gone to the QB sneak when they needed one yard, they had two downs to do it, didn't do it on either down. Had they done that with one yard left, picked up the first down, and then Max Duckin scored the touchdown to win the game, I think he's probably your Heisman winner in my mind because I think that was just – that was ripped straight out of a movie. Uh, it was – unbelievable it was like watching the the friday night lights or something 
and it just the ending was just not quite there and i hated it for max duggan um but yeah so if i was making a pick i think you have to pick caleb williams i think the betting odds point to that for sure um those those odds are of course brought to you by our friends at bet online and then finally let's make a pick on the Lone FBS game of the weekend, Navy at Army. Navy is a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. The over-under is 32-and-a-half. You get two triple-option teams together, so you know there's not going to be a ton of points. We've seen some awesome games like that one a few years ago where the fog was so thick you could barely see on the field. They had to go to the uh, the, the the camera, the spider cam, like right above everybody so they could uh, they could actually see the players on the field. It's an awesome rivalry game. I love that it's a standalone on on a weekend that everybody gets to pay attention to. Uh, I think Navy's just a little bit better. Uh, And so I'm going to take Navy minus two and a half under 32 and a half because it's, again, it's two academy teams. And I think that that's it's going to be a low scoring matchup because these two teams know each other so well. And you practice against the triple all year long. I think service academy unders are always the way to go those lines brought to you by our friends at bet online that's going to do it for today's show appreciate you tuning in this has been locked on northwestern part of the locked on podcast network your team every day we uh, are available wherever you get podcasts apple Podcasts, spotify wherever uh thank you for tuning in we're also on youtube just search locked on northwestern you can find us wherever you're listening make sure you subscribe turn on notifications you don't want to miss an episode Don't worry. I know we didn't talk about Northwestern's basketball game on Sunday. We're going to make a special episode about that. That's going to come out Sunday morning before that game, uh, before we also recap it, I guess, on on Monday. Uh, But that's that's kind of what the plan is for the next couple days. Um, And then, yeah, that's going to do it for today's episode. I'm your host, Carter Bird. You can follow me on social media at Carter Bird 13. I will see you all next time.